When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks ever so much for joining me. I've got a cute one for you this week. And I don't mean that in a patronizing way. I actually think you will want to cuddle this episode. I spoke to singer-songwriter Oland about her spark, Tim Burton's fucking incredible movie, Edward Scissorhands. As you can probably already tell, I love that movie. It's one of my top four Tim Burton movies. And since you asked, the other ones are obviously Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Batman Returns, and Beetlejuice. But Edward Scissorhands is so great in its own special way, and we discussed its merits at length. You are gonna love it. So I'm gonna give it to you. Immediately. Quick Oland facts. Nana Oland Fabricius. I'm probably butchering that. Better known by her stage name, Oland is a Danish musician, singer, songwriter, actress, and TV personality. Her music has been described as pop that is both catchy and experimental. She released her debut album Fauna in Denmark in 2008 and followed it up with her self-titled album in 2011, which served as her American debut. Her brand new album Loop Soup will be released this Friday, September 29th, 2023, and you, my friend, should listen to it. You know why? Because it's real fucking good. Whew. Love it. Quick Edward Scissorhands facts. Edward Scissorhands is an American fantasy gothic romance film directed by Tim Burton and starring Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Diane Wiest, Anthony Michael Hall, Kathy Baker, Vincent Price, and Alan Arkin. It tells the story of an unfinished artificial humanoid who has scissor blades instead of hands that is taken in by a suburban family and falls in love with their teenage daughter. Edward Scissorhands was released to a positive reception from critics and was a financial success, grossing over four times its $20 million budget. Both Burton and his composer, Danny Elfman, consider Edward Scissorhands their most personal and favorite work. And there you have it. Now who wants a hug? Well, you're going to get one whether you're a hugger or not. 
Here comes my chat with Oland about Edward Scissorhands. Can you remember seeing Edward Scissorhands for the first time or being introduced to it? Yeah, I remember being uh, living with my parents. It came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the time it came out, I was only five. I discovered Edward Scissorhands when I was about 12. And it was because my, uh, my sister had been talking about it. She was studying design at uh, the Royal College of Art in London, and she was uh, rarely at home in, in Copenhagen where we lived. So when she was home, she would always bring all these like, oh, you should watch this, you should hear this. She introduced me to a lot of stuff. She was uh, 11 years older. She still is mm. 11 years older. Mm. Uh, so she introduced me to all this new music from the UK and also just a lot of culture in general. And uh, she kept talking about Edward Scissorhand. And then uh, I remember being sick. And, uh, you know, that was the only time where I was allowed to go rent one of those movie boxes so I could watch uh, VHS at home. <laughs> and um, I went and got the Edward Scissorhand VHS. And that was the first time I watched it. And uh, I was really, I'd never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just rewatched it last night. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. And it's like, to me, the best example of Tim Burton's visual style, which is so distinctive and so unique. And then this story that's this, in some ways, very traditional, sweet kind of fairy tale, but told in a way that's so modern that it feels like a fairy tale that you can relate to in a way that other fairy tales, because it's like, you know, stories of long ago and far away or whatever. Um, it also starts with a narrative, right? With like a book reading, right? Doesn't it? Right, exactly. Yeah. So I guess starting out with how you felt as a child, what what stood out to you? Was I mean, of the, I don't know if it was any of those elements or if it was um, everything as a whole or? I think definitely the fact that, you know, I was a preteen and uh, starting to really like shape my own opinion and my own like experience of the world and what is normal and what is not normal. And I guess like as a child, I very often felt like I didn't really fit into the mold. I felt like everyone else had read a book that somehow I had missed. You know, <laughs> like it was like they all had this set of rules that they all understood and I, I, I didn't get the, the brief. So watching this movie, I guess in a way, it just like really resonated with me, the feeling of doing things wrong without really noticing that I did things wrong. Uh, you know, because Edward Scissorhand is this like, He's full of goodwill and good intention, but he's like constantly just because of the way he is built, uh, doing things. Uh, and I've, I've, that was a feeling I could very much relate to. And I, I, I hadn't really seen it being visualized like that before. What actually made the biggest impression on me was the neat gardens and you know, the fact that all the houses, it was like type houses and all the houses are alike and the street is like, everything is symmetrical. That really just blew my mind because it was like, this is how I experienced the world. Like, how is how does everyone agree so much? And like, it's like no one has a different perception of things. And I guess that also really comes with growing up in the suburbs. That is a really interesting point. 
the kind of uniformity of everything being disturbed by this like extraordinary individual who's kind of been dropped into this environment and the way that he impacts the world around him you know those like topiary sculptures that end up you know that uh that he uh cuts into people's yards and you know giving people haircuts and all of these things that it's like little elements of his personality having an effect on people and you know there's all of this stuff that's very uh, allegorical for uh, uh, real world experiences that I think a lot of uh, people have had of feeling like an outsider, like you said, not really uh, conforming to the standard of of what's happening around you and both having an impact on that world, but also not being able to ever really plug yourself into it and not really fully ever being accepted. And, you know, that's a profound thing. It's a, uh, especially for a kid, something that has a really huge impact on you, not just in that environment, really for the rest of your life. Yeah. And obviously also like a huge uh, element of why this movie really captured me was the music. And it was my first encounter with Danny Elfman as a composer. Again, such a distinctive style yeah and yeah his relationship with tim burton johnny depp's relationship with tim burton and the work that they did together over the years it's like this really distinct visual and audio language that doesn't feel stale it's like you have the imprint you have the kind of same flavor um from project to project but it doesn't it's not boring. It's not like, oh, here comes the same thing again, which is very, it's a very specific skill and it's a very difficult thing to master. And I think they do that really well. Yeah. It's almost like they, like in my experience as a, you know, normal film watcher, that was my first experience of like seeing how uh, the visual and the audio side really goes hand in hand as 100% equals. There's not one uh, element that is more supporting than the others. It's really just like two legs on a body. And like together they form this expression that is so unique. Right. And, you know, one of the things that makes film unique with storytelling, I mean, if you go to see a play, it's very rare that you'll have that kind of underscoring where the music is constantly enhancing what's going on. I mean, uh, straight play not a musical obviously but um uh in film music and underscoring is such a vital component for kind of dictating the emotional content um the emotional life of what's happening and with a film like this where the lead character says just over 150 words through the whole film <laughs> um the emotional content of the film is really the heart of it and yeah having that music that really enhances the emotion and it's almost like the uh, what i came to experience later in my life like uh, david lynch and um what is what is the composer's name uh Bartolomenti? yeah angelo yeah. Bartolomenti. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly uh like how those partnerships are so crucial for why the the films turn out the way or like this series turn out the way they do and that's like something i've really been the rest of my life i've been so into finding these like partnerships with with film and music where it really just like elevates to another level and like i said those those ongoing well and like you just said <laughs> the, the partnership the, I, I think that's the key word is partnership that it's artists who find each other and are so in sync 
and speak to each other in a way that allows them to create work over decades that, again, continues to challenge people, continues to inspire people in many, many different ways, but shares the same artistic language that, yeah, has a really huge impact on the audiences um, that, that receive it. Particularly Ice Dance. I don't know if you remember that uh, melody where he is like sculpting this uh, ice figure and uh, the snow, the flakes from the from him cutting in the ice becomes the snow that, that Winona Ryder is dancing in it. And it's just like, for me, I don't know who I was more in love with, Winona Ryder or Edward Scissorhands. It was just like this like perfect beauty moment where everything was just so beautiful. I couldn't, it was like living in a snow globe watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that that moment, I mean, I, I think to anyone who's seen the movie really stands out, but um, especially as a, a child, you know, kind of preteen at that time when everyone's, you know, hormones are starting to rage and your emotions are kind of all over the place anyway. And that feeling, I mean, at least for my experience, 13, 14 was about the time when everything started to get bad from, you know, the <laughs> interactions with other kids and just feeling isolated and feeling lonely and whatever, which I think is a pretty common experience. You literally feel like you have scissor hands, right? <laughs> it's right. like something yeah. is wrong with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I mean, I, the point about having an older sibling to um, turn you on to stuff like my oldest sister is eight years older than me. And it was a similar situation where it's like having somebody who can be like a bit of a guiding force. It's, it's not your parents. Like I got some, you know, cultural influence from my parents, a lot of it as well. But um, there's something unique about a sibling who totally. can... Yeah, you know, is like not a full generation ahead of you, um, but is old enough, uh, older enough that they can really, you know, tell you what the cool stuff is when you're maybe too young to find it yourself. Do you remember when you watched it the first time? I think I saw it in the theater when it came out. If I'm not, I'm I'm almost positive I did. So yeah, like I remember being really absolutely loved batman i loved beetlejuice yeah um so you know those movies were already kind of in my mind so i think i was quite excited for this one too but it was a it kind of like started an obsession for me and i couldn't really choose who i was more obsessed with tim burton or danny elfman and i just started to dig into both of their worlds and uh when I was younger at the time I watched this movie for the first time I was my dream was to become a dancer which may also explain why I love the ice dance scene but um as I grew older and I um got more really absorbed in into music I revisited all like this movie and I watched it a million times and I just got so obsessed with how Danny Elfman created the music and uh, how everything is really played and also how such simple like he can play just three notes and you know what melody it is it's so recognizable when it's like just tiny little fragments of it or if it's the whole piece you just know it's him and you just know what mood it is he bends it into minor and major and fast and and slow and it's really been a huge inspiration for me to how to like create a, a world yeah you know, there there are very specific film composers, you know, like Angelo Badalamenti and 
I don't know, you know, people like Hans Zimmer, who's scored everything where it's so distinctive, the stamp that they put on the stuff that they make, you can really uh, understand that it's them straight away. Thomas Newman. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like American Beauty. And right. You just mm-hmm. like after that came out, everything like no matter what you were watching, you could just tell that people wanted to sound like Thomas Newman. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Everything yeah. had like uh, muted marimbas. <laughs> Time for a quick break, because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. But we'll be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There is some something very, very unique, even in amongst all of those people who have these really distinctive styles about Danny Elfman that I think, like you said, it's just, you know, a couple of notes and instantly you're just in it. You know, to me, it feels like you're in a safe pair of hands. You know that it's somebody who's going to look after you and that you're in for a very uh, immersive emotional experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of the music having a a more direct effect on you, do you think the visual style has had a direct effect on you as well um, throughout your life, not just when you were a kid? Absolutely. And the weird uh, thing about it is that even though, though I often felt like Edward Scissorhand, I was just so fascinated with this perfect pastel colored world that, you know, in a weird way, that was what I dived into more, even though I associated less with that um, expression. Uh, so I really just uh, dove into pink and pastel and, and cuteness overload, even though that was not how I felt on the inside. Uh, and I guess that for me felt like there was a contrast between how I looked and how I came across, but also how I felt on the inside. But, you know, people who meet me don't necessarily and and people who don't talk to me they don't necessarily see that contrast so they just felt that i like that i was looking really really cute (laughs) but on the inside i just felt like the contrast is on the inside (laughs) right right but i had a very long pink face yeah (laughs) and it's still you know it's still ongoing i just painted all my windows and my doors 
pink on the outside. And I think that's that's because of Tim Burton. I think it is funny that he's, you know, Tim Burton, I always think of as kind of a goth. Yeah, because it is goth, but it's pink goth. Right, right. That it's like, this is a representation of absolute misery. <laughs> this is what it looks like to be in an environment that you don't feel comfortable in at all. And it's just like sweet and everything is like just so it's really like lovely and perfect. But it's also super camp and super like, mm -hmm. you know, musical. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I think I like the darker works like it was Scissorhand more than Nightmare Before Christmas, which is more like comedy in a way and more musical. But I also really the older I get, the more I appreciate that, too, even though it's like so over the top and so uh, so rich also in in the chords and the music it's really rich it's constantly going to a new place and it's almost like bohemian rhapsody in a cartoon it's like very like galileo galileo right <laughs> yeah yeah um and like a lot of times with danny danny elfman's stuff especially the um stuff that he's made for tim burton movies sometimes it's a bit even even more over the top uh, and broader with really like like Nightmare, yeah. on Elm, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Jesus, N uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a lot of stuff in there that's just like really, you know, feels cartoony. I mean, I guess it makes sense for that. Movie. Yeah. Oompa, oompa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was also just thinking there's parts of the movie that are almost choreographed, like the moment um, when all of the wives are like initially infatuated with Edward and are all kind of like congregating, you know, gossiping about him. And then all of their husbands come home exactly at the same time. And all the cars come through in this kind of choreographed fashion. All the women disperse at the same time. Yeah, I love it. That is also something I, I think really speaks to me because I, um, I've grown up in theater. Like my mom is, is an opera singer and when I was a kid she was at the theater five nights a week doing opera so I was very used to like uh, seeing uh, grown-up men in in tights and <laughs> people just being in character adults really being in character and doing choreography and singing and wearing sparkles so for me choreography was a very natural thing to it wasn't like this foreign element and I think uh his movie, like particularly Edward Scissorhand, is almost like watching theater on film, but without it being a musical. So it was very like, it's very theatrical, but in a way, this hyper world that is so um, theatrical almost becomes like a hyper reality. Yeah, the idea that something that is perfect and very manicured and obviously a set can feel make you feel like exactly what your experience of being a teenager exactly. was. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it does feel very real. Which is also what I love about um, graphic novels. I read a lot of graphic novels. I just love the fact that uh, a character can be uh, drawn in a way where it's like the emotion in the character that is enhanced. And in a way, you identify better with an emotion uh, rather than the shape of a human. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like you identify better with a volcano than like the shape of a human sometimes. And I think that's what he really captured in that movie. One of my favorite graphic novels, it's called uh, Asterius Polyp. And the main character is drawn in shapes, like in really like geometrical shapes, because he's a very square thinker. 
and he meets this girl who is very there's never a yes or a no she's very much leave everything in the open and very curious and she's drawn in this way more like shadowy way and it's just really f- fun how that is way more representative i can identify much better with that expression than just like something that looks like reality you should you should w- read that it's one of the best books in the world yeah yeah that sounds really cool um and I guess that is one of the things, you know, about magical realism that appeals to people is that instead of saying, you know, I sat in my window and cried because I was feeling sad, it's like I cried so much that a river formed and, it, you know, the, all of these fish came and, you know, like going on and on. And it's the same feeling that's like, I'm not just an isolated person who doesn't fit in at school. I am a person who has scissors for hands and everybody sees that and everybody looks at me like I don't belong. (laughs) You know? Exactly. (laughs) It totally is just an emotion in an image. Yeah. And there's something, uh, it's very simple and very complex at the same time. It's like that spark of an idea, um, the... I'm going to forget her name now. Caroline Thompson, who wrote the screenplay, you know, Tim Burton drew initially the the first drawing of Edward Scissorhands when he was a teenager. Wow. And it was like this idea that had stuck with him. And he basically just said to her, there's this idea that I have for a boy who has scissors for hands. And she's like, stop right there. I know what to do with that. (laughs) And, um, you know, went home and wrote it. But it is like that one quite simple idea that immediately makes you think of all of these different things um, from just like a boy with scissors for hands. And then there's all this complexity, all this emotional uh, content that comes out of that really simple idea. It's it's genius. That's very interesting. I, I know that a symptom for stress or anxiety is often that you feel things in your hands like you can feel like your hands turn triple the size or you feel like you lose grip in your hands or your hands turn cold or there's often like a symptom of emotional distress which is something with the hands so it's like a very literal thing that he has taken and just made into an image right and you know this kind of physical manifestation of internal turmoil and pain and you know, worry and anxiety, all of these things that, you know, people feel throughout their life, but it is that adolescence and, you know, the transition into adulthood that to my mind is like the time when people are the meanest to you in your life, where you feel the least empowered to do anything about it. And the isolation when you are feeling it is the most extreme because you don't really have the emotional you don't really have a a grip on the emotions that you're experiencing yet and so everything just feels overwhelming everything feels like you are the first person to ever feel these things and it's just you know i think the reason that this movie is such a good representation of that is that it is heightened it is like it looks how that feels yeah and also like the first time you fall in love uh it's also very saying of that because to me, at least, I was like, can someone really like me in that way? Like that whole like realization that someone is like fond of you for the first time. That's a very uh, crazy and weird experience because it's like, can you see I have I've got scissors for, for hands? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, 
right <laughs> and you like me anyways what what is wrong with you you are the freak yeah right and it's like the most exciting thing but the scariest thing yeah. and you know you're like is this a trick how can this be true <laughs> that scene this is another thing like everything that i've read about this the thing that people all come back to when they're talking about how like heartbreaking everything uh about this film is and the scene where the whole town is hunting for edward and he is at home like has come back trying to you know find the the family and kim one owner rider comes back to the house and sees him there and she's just you know they have this moment and she says hold me he tries to put his arms around her with the scissors and just says i can't and again it's like just you know knife to the heart but also that feeling of being you know awkward not understanding how to even approach a romantic relationship and just feeling like i don't know what to do and this yeah. is all really overwhelming <laughs> oh, <sighs> i can relate yeah it's just it's very very sweet and moving and um again it's like this very pure simple emotion but also this story that is so rich and complex and you know visually striking and all of those things um it's it's kind of overwhelming i love it me too uh well i feel very very satisfied this is so i'm like thank you for providing me with uh, an excuse to watch this again it had been decades since i'd seen it so um it's yeah. a long time since i've seen it too i kind of want to go watch it tonight again it's one of those movies you can watch a million times but also it sticks with you like even though i haven't watched it in years i still know it even though I don't remember every single scene, I just know the I know how it feels like watching King Kong. I also know how that feels. Yeah. And this story gets compared to that a lot because it oh, is you it? Know, there are parallels where it's, that's one of my other favorite movies. Yeah. Well, it's like this monster that everyone is afraid of, sort of yeah. fascinated by. And he has this relationship with a woman. And um, I love that. Also, the one from 1933. I love all. I love all the King Kongs. But um, yeah, maybe I should go talk to my psychologist about that. Why those <laughs> are my favorite movies? <laughs> yeah, there is also. I mean, uh, another part of it is just practical effects. You know, tactile, real life things. I think something that I've kind of um, has kind of pulled me away from Tim Burton's movies in the last. You know. 15, 20 years is that it's all CGI. There's nothing yeah. that's real anymore. Yeah. And in his earlier movies where everything, you know, out of necessity because CGI didn't exist, that everything is like, you can feel it. Absolutely. And that's what I loved about it. It was, like you said, it, it f feels like sets. And that's also what I love about uh, Spike Jones. Also, like how things are built and sometimes very creative. You can kind of like see the creative process in it as well. And you can see like the craftsmanship, which is something I really think is so important. And even though I love Avatar and stuff like that, like the old movies that really where you can feel the texture of it, it uh, just gives another level of sense. Right. And, you know, like uh, Michelle Gondry, people like that. Yeah, who yeah totally. It's part of their uh filmmaking style it's part of the way they work they want everything to have that feeling of something that's kind of grounded in reality even if it's totally fantastic yeah you can like smell the cardboard when you watch mm -hmm. michelle gondry <laughs> yeah i i remember seeing something where uh he was talking about um 
what is it called? The Jim Carrey. Uh, Eternal Sunshine in the Spotless Mind. Thank you mind. very much. Uh, he was talking about Eternal Sunshine in the Spotless Mind. And um, they were showing kind of behind the scenes stuff. And there's parts of it where Jim Carrey is walking around and the whole world is kind of fuzzy. It's like he is, you know, not really uh, connecting with the world or something. And it was filmed with just a giant piece of plastic behind him that would, had been, you know, made. So it was just wow. kind of opaque. And yeah. that's it. So simple. <laughs> it's like it isn't, you know, anything more than that. And you don't need it. And it looks like exactly like what he uh, is talking about. You feel exactly what he wants you to feel. But it's done with something that probably costs, you know, $10. That is genius. I love that. Because then the idea becomes bigger than the method. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, again, like genius using very ordinary things and making them extraordinary um i think is uh yeah it's a pretty uh incredible thing for an artist to do well again thank you so much this has really really thank you been uh, a lovely way to start the day for me so um i appreciate you making time for me perfect and the, excuse my bad english i haven't been speaking in english for uh, for a while so i hope everyone will bear with me <laughs> i was looking for words a little bit I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, good. You sound absolutely perfect to me. So uh, thank you. Don't don't you worry about it. And believe me, your English is one thousand percent better than my Danish. So um, <laughs> yeah, don't you worry. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again. This has been really, really wonderful. Thank you for having me. See. Fucking adorable. Thanks so, so much to Oland for such a fantastic conversation. Stream and download her brilliant new album, Loop Soup, at the stroke of midnight on Friday. You won't be disappointed. Okay, quick spark of the week from me, and uh, I must warn you, it's a super basic one. Uh, Kylie Minogue just released her new album, Tension, and it is so great. I know, I know, Homosexual Endorse's new Kylie Minogue album isn't exactly headline news, but it is just incredible to me that someone who has been making music for the better part of 40 years still sounds so fresh and so of the moment and manages to still stay true to herself. And, uh, listener, I'm impressed. So go give that a little listen if you like pop music. And that's about it for this week. Please follow me on social media at Spark Parade. Uh, you know, Halloween is only a few weeks away. You should start thinking about your costume, says the man who absolutely loathes dressing up. But you should think about it this week, okay? And until next time, bye. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.